You're listening to episode 184 of Outnumber the Podcast. Okay, guys, we fully realize that this sentence is going to make us sound super old, but is anyone tired of the disrespect they're seeing running rampant in society, especially among young people? We really, really, really want to raise children who show respect for elders, the earth, themselves, God, everything under the sun, but how do we do it? How do we avoid raising children who are disrespectful and instead raise loving, contributing members of society? Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to Outnumbered the Podcast. I'm Audrey. And I'm Bonnie. We are experienced moms to a combined total of 19 children. In our weekly episodes, we explore relatable topics using our perspectives of humor and chaos. Tune in for advice and encouragement to gain more joy in your parenting journey. Hello, friends. Welcome back. We are going to talk about one of our biggest parenting pet peeves and probably that of most parents out there. And that is working with disrespectful children, right? And not only is it our children that drives us crazy when they're disrespectful, but other people's, right? They just drive you drive you nuts. So nobody wants to raise kids that don't treat people and property with respect. So we're going to talk about that today. Yeah, I don't know if I'm supposed to start with a humor segment, but... <laughs> Just today, <laughs> I was in town running errands and my kids broke the oven door. So what what do we do? <laughs> it's like one of those funny, not funny things. Like, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to make them like cook supper or work off the payment for a new oven door or make them try to fix it themselves or oh, just the things, you know, it's like a day, it's like you, you work on it. It's a big picture idea thing in your house, you know, basic respect. And then I think just a lot of this is just kids not thinking, not using their mm -hmm. brain for mm -hmm. rational thought. Like, huh, I wonder what happens when I, you know, stand on the dryer door or the dishwasher door, you know, any door basically in our house has been broken because there's been a kid standing or swinging on it. Yep. <laughs> that sounds about right. I think maybe you need to dive a little bit deeper and find out exactly what happened. If they were opening it to bake a batch of cookies, then it's okay. You will replace it for yeah. them. Right. If they opened it and then they put a child on it to use as a trampoline, then it's their responsibility. Right. <laughs> right. right. I want to know like what they were doing, what they were trying to reach by standing on the oven door or something. Oh, I mean, that's like my guess. Right. 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 <laughs> Hey, you guys, we have something fun we want to tell you about. So here we are on episode, what, 184? That's a lot, you guys. And maybe you can't remember all the episodes that we've done. Spoiler alert, we can't really either. Neither can we. <laughs> <laughs> but they're good ones. We promise. They're all good, every single one of them. So what we have done, what we've started doing is making some episode guides. These things are free. They link to our most popular episodes on like a lot of topics. Like um, we've done a lot about self-care. We've done a lot about teenagers. We've done a lot about marriage, you know, these different series that we have. And so we are going to have these available for you guys and for other people. If you want to refer other people, you know, you know, somebody just as toddlers, refer them to the one, you know, maybe send them the link to the one that's just about babies or toddlers or that kind of thing. Um, so anyway, those are going to be linked in the show notes. Yeah, we've spent a bunch of time creating these PDFs and there's going to be tons of them. We've got about five ready already and we're going to just keep adding to them, but um, click that link in the show notes, go download however many you want. You just put in your email and we send them directly to you. Um, yeah. And that should be a good guide, especially to new listeners on where to start for specific topics. So, 
Okay, now back to respect. We always like to define the words that we're trying to teach our children, right? We want to teach them respect. What does that even mean, right? So the dictionary includes lots of words that are similar, right? A special regard to respect something, have it, hold it in special regard, P particular attention to it, or the state of being esteemed, right? If we want respect, we want people to esteem us kind of highly. Um, it is also connected to the, to the word concern. So having concern for something or someone would be to respect them. Right. I think it helps us to define these things because then we, like we can aim at something. We know exactly what we're talking about and we can have specifics, you know, generalities with kids, big ideas like respect. That's like, Meh. <laughs> but right. if we can actually define for them, okay, so this is what it means to be respectful and this is how we're going to try to be respectful. Um, it, it's helpful to them. So there's a few areas where we notice kids need special help in this. <laughs> It's um, like respecting, well, like we were just talking about, their home or our home, a room, you know, things that we, things that we spend money on. That's, that's what commonly comes to mind when we think about, you know, a lack of respect for, for things. But then there's also um, our, our bodies or our, our values that we hold as a family, um, their siblings' belongings. That's what a lot of our, you know, parenting is about, isn't it? Ah, she touched my stuff. He touched my stuff. Mm. that kind of stuff yeah totally i love that we, what you said that uh if we're going to be explaining and teaching a big picture topic like this especially a word that's a little bit hard to define we've got to do our best to break it down for our children or else they're never going to be able to get it they're just you know they're going to have this vague conception uh in their head of what respect is and and one way to do this we, i know we've talked about this before our little role plays this can be these can be really fun especially at the dinner table or sitting around in the car um to say okay somebody goes into your room and grabs your thing and takes it and uses it is that respectful or not what would be a more respectful way of uh, treating that person's property? They could ask permission. They could leave it alone. They, you know, any number of things. So especially real life examples that you've seen happen in your house, right? Somebody pokes somebody, somebody steals something, that kind of thing. So a little while ago, I know I've talked about this before on the podcast and a couple of times in, on our Patreon podcast, but uh, a little while ago, I decided, I, I kind of came to me that most of our fights and issues, conflicts around the house were related to some sort of respect issue or disrespect, I should say. Um, things like respecting each other's bodies, respecting the home, respecting their parents. Um, we started talking about using respectful language, respecting God. So they were very, you know, appropriately had appropriate behavior, doing prayers and worship services, that sort of thing. So I actually created a poster um, outlining all these things that my kids should show respect for. And I felt like that was a really easy way to kind of shrink down all the behaviors that I was expecting from them. Um, and we actually offer that in our Patreon to our Patreon subscribers. But um, so respect's been on my mind for a long time. <laughs> yeah. For you, for the, our topic today, we're going to, we've kind of split it down into five steps on helping our kids overcome disrespect. And so um, we're going to try to, you know, break it down. Like, um, just from the very basic value, where do we start? How do we build more respect in our kids? If we have, if we're dealing with basic disrespect in our homes. So respect and obedience are very, very interconnected. Like you can't really separate one from the other. And um, this is just like a fundamental belief in, you know, in our house. If you are not obeying your parents, you're disrespecting your parents, um, you know, that kind of thing. And so, you know, just basic obedience, like starting from the very time they're very time they're the time they're very youngest toddlers. And so like, you know, I tell you to pick up your toys. And then if you don't pick up your toys, then I, 
I take your hand and I teach you how to pick up toys because that is teaching your obedience and then by extension that's teaching your respect. Right. You know, this seems almost unfair to start off with. We'll just teach them to obey and then all your problems will go away. Yeah, we get that that's the main thing we're working on the entire time. We're, yeah. we're, we are parents to children at home, right? Um, but obviously, if you want your children to be respectful, but they still don't even listen to you in the simplest of things, then that's where we need to start, right? To when I ask you to do this thing, you need to follow through and do it. Um, I'll remind you guys once again uh, to go back and listen to our episode with guest Andy Martineau. We shared her book that she wrote um, recently on Instagram because she has a really, really unique way of parenting where you choose connection over correcting the bad behaviors. And this is an excellent place to start. I highly recommend the book. Um, anyway, even just re-listening to that episode, because if you feel like there's a major breakdown in your relationship with your children, connecting will be the long-term solution to those, those, that misbehavior, right? Right. And if you're well connected to your kids, they'll, obey you and respect they'll obey and respect you even like when they don't want to because there's like a connection with you that they don't want to disturb right right uh i, I love the thought of we you know how do they say it when we want our children to behave better we actually have to make them feel better first we don't make them behave better by making them feel worse and yet somehow over the generations we've been taught, well, we discipline and we do these things to make our children feel shame or bad about themselves and then they'll fix themselves. Well, does that work for us? Nope, sure doesn't. When I feel ashamed, I don't want to get better. I just want to get angry. <laughs> so, building our children up will help them want to be better people. Yeah. Yeah. This is a hard one, but we encourage you to work, continue working on obedience with your kids because this will make your entire home happier place and it will make life easier across the board like for you and for your kids they they really um it, we're going to talk about it here a little bit more in in a second but this really gives them security in their home with you mm -hmm. when when they know that like this is just something they can fall back on we are respectful and we obey Yes, yes, yes. And when that becomes your family culture too, they know what to expect. Like you say, I, they know that um, this will be allowed and this will be frowned upon and they know what to expect from their siblings and they're not going to be perfect either, but they know that they can come to you and say, hey, I really felt disrespected in this way or another and mom will, will follow through with some consequences because that's our family culture is to show each other respect. Okay, so number two on the steps to teaching respect is to teach them the value of something greater than themselves. Okay. So I think it's pretty common. In fact, I've never met a person who has not in some way or another rebelled just a little bit at some point during childhood or young adulthood, right? It's just kind of human nature. We're like, well, you know, even the really good kids that have always obeyed without question, eventually they stand back and go, why am I doing this? Like there has to be a greater purpose, right? And so um, whether it's rules or, or what the parent says or against laws, even um, if that's their highest level, their highest allegiance is to the law or to their parents, it, they might get to the point where they want to rebel against that too. There has to be something even higher than that. And so for us, it's God. It's this, this respect for someone who will hold them accountable to these, um, these rules and these morals that is way higher than themselves and way higher than mom and dad, right? In the end, what we are teaching our children is to uh, be respectful to their own values, right? We want to teach them their own value system so that they can grow up and, and live according to that, not just living according to our rules here at home. That's, that's not my main priority. Does that make yeah. sense? <laughs> yes, it does. It sure does. This is actually, this is where the security part mm -hmm. comes in for kids. This is mm -hmm. actually very comforting because 
here's the key. They don't have to be the authority. Mm. See, if they don't believe in a higher God, if they don't believe in a greater good, then they have to be the ultimate authority. And that is such a burden for kids. Mm -hmm. Um, But when they know you respect and obey a higher power and Mm -hmm. you're encouraging them to respect and obey the higher power, then they don't have to be in control. Um, They have knowledge that there is a greater, greater power in control. And I have to kind of share something here. My husband's been saying for a while is um, kind of this um, social justice society that we're in right now is a sign of people not or fewer people believing in a higher God, uh, like a God that is in control and there will be justice someday ultimately. So people have to seek this justice for themselves because they don't believe in a higher power that's in control Mm -hmm. and that ultimately justice will happen. So oh, it's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's so it's so comforting for kids because they don't have to be the greater power that it's out there beyond them. And and also then you of course you teach them that this greater power, this God loves them and wants the best for them. And that's really where the comfort and right. the security starts coming in. Right. Yeah, and as I, I was thinking as you were saying, not only do they not have to be the expert about anything, but not even their parents. Because that it, that ends up being a real shift for kids too about 18, 19, 20. Um, they start stepping back and realizing my parents don't really know anything either. <laughs> They're just these human beings that, you know, are doing the best they know how to do. And that can be a real kind of foundation shaking event. Like, oh, my parents, oh, shoot. They're just, they're fallible too. But again, with that foundation of, but God isn't. And 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 he's got me. Whether my parents screw up majorly or not, because some of us do, you know, and, and cause major issues. But that what a, yeah, what a confident way of seeing the world. Yeah. If you want to dig into this a little bit deeper, I would suggest you go um, read some some books or follow um, Jordan Peterson, Dr. Jordan Peterson. He's a real good one for like amplifying this idea. Okay. Moving on to number three, teach reverence and honor. This is um, like a, a step away from it and it goes hand in hand with teaching about God. So reverence and honor. Okay. Yes. This is a very interesting concept that I've thought about a lot. It seems to me that in the past couple generations, that respect for really anything outside of themselves is kind of gone for the youth, right? Young adults, they just don't, there's not a lot of that. I want to go out and be a good contributing member of society anymore. And I'm really hoping to breathe that into my children. Yeah. You know, it's almost like it's exactly the opposite of what some of the previous generations, like even some of our parents still had instilling in us, like, you know, respect for yourself is bad. <laughs> and now we're mm. like, yourself is the only thing you can respect. Like, it's just like, yeah. flip the switch. And and you guys know us, we don't advocate, you know, self-loathing and all that. We, we've talked about all that. Okay. But we do demand respect from ourselves to others and then from our children like Mm -hmm. when we have that for ourselves we we don't it's not too much to ask our children too because we've seen the fruits of it from past generations like our grandparents generation that were taught to respect and be respectful and we like that we like what we see so teaching the next generation to honor something like your country like a flag um like religion like other people's beliefs like the laws of your country just something there like there's benefits it will serve them in many ways like not even just I mean yes they'll respect you and that's that's awesome we need that but it goes beyond that yeah 
Yes. I am so grateful that you brought that aspect up of being able to see something outside of yourself, right? So like you're saying, our, our grandparents' generation was maybe a little bit too invested in everyone else to the point of self-sacrifice and um, an unhealthy emotional <laughs> boundary type issue that happened a lot. And now we've swung the pendulum completely in the opposite direction. And we have our own truths and our own sense of self. And what anybody else says doesn't matter because if it's not my truth, I don't live it. It's like, well, I don't know that, the, you know, surely there's a happy medium where we respect others' choices. They respect ours and we live in community together, right? Um, and we're able to honor and have reverence for things that are special to us and to others, right? That's another thing is there's just not a lot of things that are special to people, that that are reverent to people, that require honor. Um, one, one example of this is um, I traveled to Israel and Egypt several years ago with my husband. It was a fascinating trip. And what I loved about Israel was just how religious the entire country was. Unlike Europe, there was no... Uh, pornography on the streets. They, they were clean streets. The people were dressed very conservatively. There were families everywhere. I, I was just really, really impressed at what um, a beautiful and family-oriented country it was in general. Um, and I think a lot of it was was some of this, this, this reverence and honor for something greater than them. I thought, hmm, we need a little bit more of this going on in America. <laughs> Yes. Yes, that is for sure. Um, like more respect is going to benefit everybody in the country, not just um, us or our families. Like think not just the parents. Yeah, no, yeah. think bigger than just us. Okay. Right, right. Okay. So number four, the one that we don't love to talk about, but is just as important as all the rest. And that's to teach by example, right? What are they seeing when they see their parents? Um, act in regards to respecting things. What do they see you respect? Do you have a, a hard, fast line that you won't cross in regards to certain things? Yeah. So think about and examine, put the magnifying glass on how you act and speak in regards to things that should be respected, like caring for the plants, animals, the planet, our earth that was created, you know, God, the rest of God's creation. How, how do we treat that? Um, honoring others' beliefs, even if they're different than ours, like just kind of a basic respect. Um, caring for your own property, for things in your home, for the food that's been prepared for you, um, for, you know, the land. We, we talk a lot about um, stewardship of the land that we're living on here on our farm and um, prayer, religious services, all these kind of things. Um, so examine how we exemplify that for our kids. Mm hmm. I think I mentioned this before, but we uh, we pray before each meal and our prayers were starting to get a little bit on the chaotic side. Like some kid would be still walking around and some kid would be going to take a drink. And finally, my husband just put the kibosh. He's like, everyone sits, everyone closes eyes. Like there's no touching, there's no talking. There's a, you know, cause it just very easily loses control, especially when you are outnumbered to the extent that <laughs> I am and Audrey is. Um, but to just like, that was a hard, fast line for us. We do not disrespect God by doing whatever we want while we're communicating with him. So, you know, and you get to decide what that is in your home. Maybe, maybe you really, require respect for people more than anything else, or, um, you know, you have something that you want to hold kids accountable to more than anything else. Start with one thing, start with one area that you really want to teach and, and lead by example. Right. Okay. And then finally, number five is to make sure that there are consequences that you are comfortable with enforcing, you know, when disrespect comes up and enforce them with love. Okay. So this is how kids work. They like to push boundaries. They like to figure out where mom's actually going to snap. <laughs> 
what, what, like, can I do this? Can I do this? Can I do? And so there has to be boundaries. There have to be the consequences for bad behavior, but they don't need to be enforced out of anger or malice or any of those things. They can be enforced with love, with a connecting relationship, right? Um, natural consequences are always the best. And with disrespect, those come pretty quickly, right? If you disrespect another sibling, they're probably going to hit you back. <laughs> so, I don't know that we encourage that, but there are some things that we don't have to do anything about sometimes that just things happen, right? If you are disrespectful to an animal, that animal will treat you unkindly and maybe hurt you, right? Um, but, may, but maybe um, the earth, if a child litters, you make sure that child is responsible for picking that garbage up and throwing it away, right? Um, if they disrupt someone's quiet time, maybe it's um, they have to go and apologize and see if they can make it up to them in some way or another. So uh, you have to get creative a little bit, but anywhere that it's possible, let those natural consequences roll. Right. If you broke it, now you don't have it anymore. That's a pretty black and yeah. white consequence. Yeah. Yeah. So teaching with love, like parenting with love, disciplining with love um, in, a, in a good relationship, this is the best way to help kids learn um, because we can't control them and their lack of respect, but we can and must control our way of teaching them to respect and, and like the, the discipline and the love. And that's like, that's on us. That's what we'll be answering for. So we encourage and lift and guide them. We show it to them, but then in the end of the day, you know, the, the choice is theirs. And like, my belief is like, while they're in my home, I require a certain level of respect, but you know, when, when they're out and they're an adult, then that's on them. Like I gave them all the tools they needed to be mm -hmm. respectful people. But, um, you know, in the end, if I taught it to them and they're not using it, that's on them. Right, right, right. You know, I, I'm reminded that, um, in past generations, sometimes the discipline of children was not even particularly respectful to the child. And that's one thing that I'm, I'm glad to see a lot of us coming back from where we can discipline and, and uh, teach our children with love and respect. How do we teach respect if our discipline is disrespectful to the child, right? Even a three-year-old deserves some respect, right? And we teach that through our own lessons. So it can be something as simple as, oh, you know, that was a choice that went against our our rules. I'm so sorry you made that choice. Now this is the consequence. I hate when that happens. And a hug and a love and I'll come get you when the consequence is over or whatever. Um, that is mind-blowing for a little child to realize I'm I'm worthy of love and acceptance. I just messed up. And so next time I'm probably going to try to do a little bit better. Or maybe I won't for a while. But, but that's on them. They know that we will always be a loving place and a respectful parent. So at this point, we would encourage you guys to go out Look at your lives, look at um, areas where you're seeing a lot of disrespect, either from yourself or your children, and and pick one or two to focus on, right? A few other areas um, that you might want to consider encouraging respect, just to, to give you ideas, are maybe how they speak with elders, right? This used to be a huge thing, right? You look anyone older than you in the eye, and you shake their hand firmly, and you speak in complete sentences, and all these things, and kids just don't really do that anymore, so that could be a fun one to start with. Um, learning to be quiet where that's appropriate, right? In a, in a church service or in, um, a, I don't know, I almost said courtroom. I don't know how many children are frequenting courtrooms, but <laughs> any place where they're required to be a little bit more subdued, right? Um, not touching or messing with other people's possessions. I'm sure every family can work on that, right? Uh, learning more about someone who's different from them, right? Uh, there've been an influx of 
immigrants and refugees coming to our country all in all different areas that could be a great chance to learn about someone who's vastly different from them, has different uh, you know, religious beliefs and dress and language and food and everything, and to learn to respect them even though they don't understand everything that they do. Yeah. Yeah. I um, just want to share a couple little examples here of ways that we, additional ways that we teach our kids respect. So let's say, for example, um, the kids broke something. Let's go back to the oven door example. (laughs) So the natural consequence is to talk about, um, you know, what's going to be done to be able to replace this. But then we talk about not only respecting, you know, the money, um, that, you know, it belongs to mommy and daddy and respect that. But then like the money that mommy and daddy have to spend on replacing this, that we won't be able to be spending on other things. And then um, think about the time that daddy spent making this money so that we can Mm -hmm. replace this. So like you're disrespecting his time when you just destroy things, tear things up. Um, And then another thing that we do um, to teach respect is um, just a respect for life in our family. And so um, we do things like grow chicks from eggs, hatch, hatch them in an incubator. And just that, um, amazing amount of respect that a kid has when they watch the entire process. And then, um, as part of the experience, they go and they take apart the eggs that didn't hatch and, and what happened here. And, you know, so, and then raising the chickens, um, we have lots of animals here that we raise, but let's just continue with chicks. So we raise those chicks and then we, you know, we feed them and we water them and heaven forbid one of them dies because we didn't properly care for it. That is a natural consequence. And that is something we talk about. And that is a lack of respect for life. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, then we get to the point where yes, we're growing these chicks, these chickens for meat. And so respecting the life that this chick chicken gave that we helped it have because we cared for it from the beginning to the end um, so that we can have food and just like the thankfulness to both, Mm. you know, God and the time that we spent and all that. Um, So part of our animal husbandry that we do is um, teaching a respect for just the basic concept of life. And that, that is like a, a huge one on our list of what we want our kids to respect. That is so powerful. You know, talking about the, the respect for life, that's something that is that I have had to learn over the past few years um, in regards to creepy crawlies. So this is something that we <laughs> have had to figure out during homeschooling because I want my children to have that respect for life from the ground up. Um, and I want them to learn. But I don't like bugs. I really, really don't like bugs. And so I have had to try really hard to... Um, show an example of, you know, fascination and curiosity and, oh, look at this interesting bug. And I wonder why God created it like this. And I wonder what its purpose is instead of just, oh, squish it. (laughs) I'm a city girl now living on a little bit of property. So spiders are also not my thing and they're everywhere. So I'm working really hard on getting over my own issues. Anyway, that's been a really fascinating um, lesson for me to, to learn to exemplify love for all creatures, great and small. Yeah. And you know, that's something, it's not that we don't squish bugs around here. I mean, obviously you've got to, (laughs) you got to smack the bugs, but we talk about exactly like you do. Like why, what is this bug's purpose? Like, why was it here on earth besides just to make us go you? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And, and I do, um, try to get my kids to, you know, release bugs if they find them in the house. Sometimes, um, I do also teach them that if they find black widows, they're 
required to kill them <laughs> for good reason. You know, so obviously it depends on the situation, but, um, you know, we don't allow cockroaches to run rampant in our home, that sort of thing. But <laughs> it's just been an interesting shift for me who grew up thinking that all, all bugs were icky, you know, so curious. Um, but my final thought is regarding uh, remorse and apology. So when we disrespect other people or other people's property, we will probably feel some remorse or we hope that our children will feel some remorse. Um, and this can be a tricky thing. In fact, we might have to do an entire episode on this because obviously you can't force someone to have remorse for something. The best thing you can do is try to teach them, um, try to put themselves in someone else's shoes, right? Oh my goodness. It looks like you destroyed her puzzle. That's very sad. She took her a long time. Think for a minute about something you worked on for a long time and a sibling came and broke it. Do you remember your Lego? that somebody came and broke. That was really hard, huh? I wonder what you can do to make it, make them feel better. And again, there's some balance there between, you know, you don't want to shame your child, but to try to develop that natural feeling of empathy for your children is, is really important. Okay, guys. So to sum it up, um, five steps you can use to teach your children respect is number one, basic obedience. Just that is so tightly interwoven with respect. Number two, teach them the value of something greater than them and than you. And then number three, teach reverence and honor, um, basic respect for things that are lower than God, but outside of you and your home. Um, number four, you know it, teach by example. <laughs> Where are you lacking in respect? And then number five, enforce the consequences with love. You can't just talk about it and not follow up on it. So we hope these five steps really help you guys and your families in obtaining a little more respect. So that's it for this week, you guys. I'm Audrey. I'm Bonnie, and we're outnumbered. Thanks for listening, friends. Click the link in the show notes to subscribe to our email and never miss another episode. Show us some love by leaving a review on iTunes or sharing the podcast with a friend. Thanks for all your support. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you.